This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters Show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. I have a question for the men out there. How many sons know their fathers and vice versa? Throughout history, fathers and sons have struggled with each other. Each has tried to be his own man based on his father and his father based on his father and so on. One would think that in all this time, we have learned how we raise our sons and understand the connection we created. That's a small saying from today's from today's guest, David Crystal, author of the book. Now, what one man's search for a father, David Crystal. Welcome to the Father Matters show, my friend. Thank you very much. This is an honor for me. Absolutely. Now, we're here in Phoenix, but where are you right now, David? I currently live in Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada. So it's hot there and it's hot here. We'd be hot together, I guess, brother. Hey. Well, actually, you're a number of degrees warmer than we are right now. Oh. That's okay. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, you will catch up pretty soon. Look, David, yeah. why did you write the book, Now What?, one man's search for a father. Well, I have been involved in a number of groups throughout the country over the years. And one thing I've heard so often is the disconnection that so many men have with their fathers or the fathers with their sons. And I had to reflect on my own journey and what that's been like. And realize that there is something called father hunger and father wounding in our society that affects so many men. And it's a topic that we don't normally talk about. And a lot of men really don't want to talk about it because it's painful. And as we all know, many men are brought up to uh, hide their emotions and uh, because they don't want to appear vulnerable or weak. And so we live with this. And I, I'm going to be turning 67 in August. And I thought, you know what? I worked really hard to get through my particular father wound and decided that it, it was time to get a, a larger conversation happening. And that through my own experience, if I described that, that maybe other men would decide to address their particular father wounding or father hunger. Well, let's start that conversation right here on the radio. Let's slowly unpack father hunger. What's, what is father hunger, David? Father hunger uh, develops when, let's say, a young child 
realizes that they are not getting the love, affection, uh, nurturance, and attention from their father. They may try any number of ways to get that from their father. And the father, for whatever reason, has decided not to engage with their son. This, this happens for women also. And so we get into a dynamic where the young child is constantly striving to get that attention and engagement from the father. It doesn't happen, and the disconnection starts to grow between the father and the son. What happens for the son is that there is an absence that develops in their heart, a whole. And we in this society are not good at trying to assuage that uh, dynamic or heal it. And so the young man grows up with this hole in their heart, and they don't know how to heal it. They very possibly transfer that to their own son or children uh, once they marry and, and have children. And so the process gets repeated, and it's not addressed. What we're left with is pain. And why live life that way? That in, for my own journey, I decided, you know, I need to address this. This is long before this became a, a topic, and um, it was painful. It was a huge, there was a, a lot of learning that had to happen. And I can't say that my journey is the same as anyone else's, but father hunger and father wounding are real. And I think that we see a lot of today's tensions in society stem from father hunger and father wounding. Yeah. And, and, and looking at this, man, I, I appreciate you. You sent me a little, the, the manuscript and I jumped through it. This is a very powerful read, David. And for all our ladies out there listening, when this book drops, this would be a great book for your spouse. But this will also be a great book for for the ladies to read, to to understand what some of their men are going through. You got one part in here. When you was a young child yourself, David, this is what I love about this, because you put your own self, you share your personal self in this book. You've as a young kid, a young boy, you've been through six foster homes and four adoption agencies in a four year period. Can you unpack that a little bit? Well, <laughs> this happened back in the early 50s. because I was born in 53. And back then. What happened in the foster care and adoption system is different than what we see going on today. Mm -hmm. So I got I got um, polio when I was three years old. So I was in leg braces and on crutches. And so parents, the prospective parents, were not really interested in a child with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So I got shunted around through six foster homes and four adoption agencies. And what happened in the adoption agency was that I was being sexually abused by one of the directors of the agency. Mm -hmm. So that started a whole process for me of tremendous confusion, of not understanding what love is. Here I was being moved around from family to family. I was not a part of it. I did not develop a relationship with any of the 
people in those families, especially the men. And I learned to distrust adults because I was not I, I was not going to stay around. It was simply temporary. Mm-hmm. Why get my heart involved? Why get my hopes involved? And then when the sexual abuse started happening, the way it happened, that director was so loving mm. that I didn't know the difference between abuse and love. Well, as I got older, that became really confusing for me uh, when I realized that I'm gay and that growing up Catholic, that my confusion, my Mm self-hate became so intense as I was, and at the same time, I was still looking for a father because at age four, I got adopted and I got adopted by a violent family. My adopted father had zero interest in us kids. So I tried and tried over and over and over to get him to engage with me, mm-hmm. and he was not interested. What he loved to do was sit and watch golf on television. He didn't want to be disturbed. Uh, when he came home from work every day, there would be three of us, or four of us at the dinner table, and my mom, my sister, and I would be totally engaged with each other, and my dad would be in his own little world. Right. He wouldn't talk to us. He would feed the dog under the table, thinking we weren't watching, and that was it. And the rest of the time, he just was doing his own thing. Right. So he, he was an absent father who was present. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we say we share a lot in our workshops. You know, if, if you're there just because you're there physically, but if you're not there mentally and emotionally, you're no different than an absentee father. Because a lot of fathers will say stuff like, well, I bring the paycheck home every week. I'm, I'm, I, I come home every night. But, you know, if your little son is outside playing catch by himself while you're watching sports or your daughter is doing stuff on her own, you know. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is David Crystal. We'll hear more from David after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters Mentoring Programs for Families which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. My guest today is David Crystal, author of the book, Now What? One Man's Search for a Father. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org 
Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. David, before the top of the show, you were sharing some, some, some deep personal stuff that a lot of men even today are experiencing or has experienced. And they don't realize that we what happened to us in our childhood, we brought into adulthood. There's a part in your book that's called Father Wound. We talked about uh, the father hunger. Can you touch on the father wound, David? Father wounding is when a, an adult, a father, treats his son or daughter in an emotional way that is damaging, that is not nurturing, that is consistently hurtful, that is criticizing, so that the child, who is always looking for verification and um, support from the father, only experiences pain in the dynamic. They try and try to get their father to accept them, to love them, to want to be with them, but all the father has to give is criticism Mm. and putting down dismissal, avoidance, and that creates a a hurt, an emotional hurt in the child that if not addressed will just grow. Mm -hmm. Eventually grows into resentment. So the child resents the parent for what they've done all these years. You didn't like me. You didn't love me. You didn't have time for me. I know, resent you. I have no time for you. I don't want to engage with you. Mm. And it becomes a vicious cycle. Yeah, and and what we don't realize and what we need to realize, we share this a lot in our Father Matters workshops and men's groups, who we are and what we do today as fathers will affect the next four generations, David. You know, we need to realize we are planting that seed. And like you said, it can go on and on. And we don't know why we're doing some of the things that we do. You know, we'll do a workshop and we'll say, raise your hand if you would if you would want to be the same type of father you are today as your dad was to you. We will have a group of 50 men in a room. And I, and I tell you, maybe, maybe two or three hands will go up. The rest of the guys is like, no way. But you know what we find out, David? Some of us end up being the same way that our fathers were. And that, that is an unconscious thing that happens. As, as much as we hate the idea of becoming our parent, um, it's really repugnant to us, is that Unconsciously, since we have not healed that part of ourselves, we slip into it. We're totally unaware of it, mm-hmm. unless maybe you know an event comes along that shakes us up and wakes us up. But meanwhile, maybe the damage has already been done. Right. Then we have to backtrack. Then we have to do what we can to heal that dynamic, that relationship with our parents. You know, it's kind of interesting. I put some statistics in the book and that I'd like to recite right now. Please do. 
Uh, one is, and this comes from David Blankenthorn from his book, Fatherless America. And what he states is that 63% of youth suicides were from fatherless homes. 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists motivated with displaced anger come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes. And 85% of all youth sitting in prison grew up mm-hmm. in a fatherless home. Wow. That, when I came upon those statistics, I was floored. And then I looked at myself and thought, damn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I, I did okay because I didn't end up in prison. Right. I was not a juvenile delinquent, as, as we used to call them. I had never raped anybody. But I did attempt suicide when I was 17. Mm-hmm. I attempted it twice. Thankfully, I made it true, and I'm here today. But how many people have not survived exactly. those attempts? Yes, yeah, no coming back from that. You know, because we as men, we don't want to share what's really going on in our hearts. Because if I share with you what's going on in my heart, you may not like me. So we as men, we, we I, I call it faking the funk, meaning I will tell you about, you know, my jet skis or my boat or my toys. And you would think I'm an OK guy because I have toys, but I'm not connecting my heart with yours. We, we, we're faking the funk. We're playing, playing hide and go seek. And we don't know how to share with each other. So we deal with these darknesses and some of these pains and these past hurts, David, through alcoholism, pornography, drug addiction, domestic violence. We don't know how to come to other men to trust each other to say, hey, my marriage is on the rocks or, hey, my adult child doesn't even want to speak to me because we're worried about what that other man is going to say about us or to us. And what other men may say if they find out. Right. So, and I've had that happen to me when I let someone know what my experience was like. And he said, well, you know, I don't really want to hear that. Right. And, you know, you you got to have a stiff upper lip here and just, you know, buck up and deal with it. He said, well, this is how I am dealing with it, by expressing it. Right. Well, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thanks for the support. So you bring up a really interesting point, and that is how men deal with men, specifically in American society. And when you don't feel safe to express yourself, what are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. When you are brought up to believe that going to a psychiatrist or a therapist is verboten, that you actually talk to somebody else, that you go to a support group, what it takes a man to go to a support group and let down those walls and share what their experience has been like and to support men in return who have gone through extraordinary circumstances, that takes real courage. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You have a chapter, uh, one of the chapters, chapter five, titled Who Am I? Within that chapter, Who Am I?, you have a section called Conditional Freedom. Can you unpack that real quick for us, David? Conditional Freedom. Well, I think this is, 
this I can easily um, tie in with what we call conditional love. The, and we've heard of this sort of, of circumstance uh, for many, many decades, is that I'll love you if you do this, or if you act like that, or if you do whatever that satisfies my needs and my particular perspective on life. Well, the same thing happens on, uh, with this particular topic. It's we are have, in society. We are told by so many different groups, from family to school to church to our jobs, to be someone other than who we truly are, and to really be unconditional with ourselves, to be ourselves, takes some real self-examination. You know, when I ask people, who are you? They can't answer that question. They'll do something like say, oh, well, I'm a computer analyst. That's not what I'm asking. Or I'm a father. That's not what I'm asking. That's nice, but that's not what I'm asking. Mm I'm asking you to come from deep within your heart to describe for me who you are. Mm. And unfortunately, we tend to do that conditionally, according to society's dictates, mm. Mm. according to religious dictates, to what our family, ancestry, and our tribe dictate. No, you know, that, that's not being an individual. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what that really gets into is exploring who you truly are. Mm, powerful. Now, David, you're, I got the great gift of getting your manuscript, manuscript a little early. Can you share with us when your book is coming out and how can we get in touch with you? So basically, how can our listeners get in touch with you to learn more about your book and other books? Because you've got many, many other books that's going to be coming down the pipe. Uh, but this book, Now What?, one Man's Search for a Father. How can listeners get in touch with you and the book? Well, first of all, I am looking at publishing the book by the end of July, Okay. at the latest. Yes. And if you want to know more about me, there are a couple ways. One is to go to my website, which is www.theessentialword.com. And, um, you know, what I've been doing for 25 years is ghostwriting books for other people while now I'm publishing my own book. Mm. Well, you'll, you'll see what I have there right now, and you'll learn more about me and my background. And then uh, you, there is a link there to contact me through the website. Um, if you don't do that, you can always contact me uh, at my email address, which is D is in David, C is in Cat, one six five three at gmail dot com. Then you can always do a search for me on Amazon uh-huh. uh, in, in books, <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook under the Essential Word. Uh, your Facebook page is the Essential Word. Yes, and on Amazon, just punch in David Crystal, correct, and you'll get all that information. Yes. David, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this show today and sharing just a few chapters and inserts. This book, like I said, is a very powerful read. I'm looking forward to when it comes out 
And I just want to thank you so much again. One more time, plug your website. Your website again is what? Is www.theessentialword.com. Yes, and let me spell that out. The T H E essential E S S E N T I A L word. Dot com the essential word.com david christel thank you for being a part of the show i appreciate you my friend thank you very much yes and thank you for tuning into the father matters show send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org i want to thank my jeremy seek my my engineer jeremy siegel seven years strong being the engineer of the father matters show i want to thank you so much jeremy for your commitment and hey look see you next week at the same time same place have a safe week thank you and god bless